welcome to Bygones Podcast. I'm Laura Dane Parker. And I'm Eleanor Parker. And we are re-watching every episode of Annie McBeal through 2019 Eyes. And we uh-huh. are back today. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. To talk about <laughs> what is happening. <laughs> singing. I have a song I want to sing, but when you... <laughs> <laughs> They're not, like... I have a song I want to sing. <laughs> Don't switch off. Because it's just something I want Don't to do. Don't press stop. Keep listening! We've barely begun! Um, because I won't sing the whole song. It's not like I'm going to do a performance. I just have a thing I want to do when you talk about what this episode is called. Okay. Okay? So stay tuned for that. Okay. So... Yeah, you have put me on my back foot, so I need to get my front foot out. <laughs> get cracking. Yes, so to... <laughs> I don't know where you think my front foot was. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I don't know, I couldn't see it, I assumed that it had been put somewhere. Okay, anyway, so today we are talking about season two, episode 12. Called Love Unlimited. No, 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 That's just what that reminded me of. That's all I wanted to do. Thank you for indulging me. Like I had a choice. And I was like, you've just raped my ears. Oh dear. Yeah. Okay. Sure, that's nice for you. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Thanks. Okay, okay. Got it out, my sister. Got it out, great. Ring the alarm, we've got another subscriber to our Patreon. Alice has become a new patron. Alice guested on a previous episode uh, back in season one. I believe it was episode 21. It was a really great episode, so uh, if you haven't heard that, I highly recommend that you do. Thank you, Alice, for being a great friend and supporter of us and the show. Now let's go back to it. So, Love Unlimited. No, no. Okay, all right. First aired 18th of January, 1999. Okay. We interrupt this program for Eleanor's cultural stuff. Brought to you by the 90s. The decade more problematic than it looks. Is it kid number one? Yes. Is it not? Um, what was it last time? It was Steps. Steps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are only a heartbeat away. Yeah, today. Hey. No, it's not. It's Fat Boy Slim. Oh, um. Praise you. Yeah. Praise you like a <laughs> Funny story. Someone yeah. in my class at school at that time thought that the lyrics to that song was Praise You Like a Shoe. I don't know. 
yeah. Oh, beautiful. Okay. <laughs> um, in the US, the number one was Brandy. Oh. And Have You Ever. Have you ever done so lonely, so much? Oh, that's the one. I recognise that. Yeah. Is yeah. it? Is it that? Let me I check. don't know, but I recognise that if it is. Have you ever? Yeah, it is that. Have you ever? Yeah, I recognise that. Yeah, 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 that is it. That is it. I'm pretty sure. I'm not even going to look it You're up. Like, I'm pretty sure. Okay, uh, 29th of January. Uh huh. She's all that is released. Oh my goodness, with Freddie Prince Jr. Okay, nice Mr. Michelle Geller. Mr. Michelle Geller. <laughs> Mr. Geller. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Mr. Michelle Geller. <laughs> I guess Michelle is not her surname. No, it's her middle name. Mr. Yeah. Buffy. Mr. Buffy. <laughs> um, uh, I love that they're still together. And they are so cute together. Yeah, so cute. If you ever see them, like I follow Sarah Michelle Geller on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> On Instagram, because <laughs> you're like, do you ever see them? And I was like, no, because I'm not in LA. And you were like, yeah, because I follow. <laughs> I wish I had the money to follow Sarah Michelle Geller in LA rather than yeah. on Instagram. I know, but um, it's just the way What was the other one with Heath Ledger and... Ten Things I Hate About You. Ten Things I Hate About You is a similar thing, wasn't it? Um, And then also (coughs) there was a Drop Dead... Was it Drop Dead Gorgeous with um, Drew Barrymore? Was that That sounds familiar. Yeah. I can't remember though. Yeah. We should be listening to the cutaways because they basically... I think they're... They might have gone through this era already, but they basically watch romantic comedies in order from when they came out oh really and they're in like I think they started in their <coughs> 80s or 90s but right. like they're in the early 2000s I think at the moment oh, so they've okay. probably covered she's all that cool. and all of these things but yeah cool okay so and lastly I've got 31st of January 99 Family Guy airs its first pilot episode on Fox has it really been going that long that's mm-hmm. crazy wow yeah. You don't think of Family Guy as being a 90s show, but it no. aired in the 90s. did it? Wow. Just. Just. Only just. But yeah. Like January 99. Wow. Well, there you have it. There we go. So, Eleanor, I know you like to put limits on love, but where we're going, <laughs> love has no limits. So, if you Where we're going, there are no roads. <laughs> limits. You're like, limits. Limits. 
road. Stop ruining this. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, you're just going to have to take those barriers off. Those boundaries. Shed them, like... Shed boundaries? Shed them like a skin. <laughs> if you could. Don't. Just Can we do stop it, Eleanor? Do, do it. Do it. <laughs> Shed them! <laughs> um, so, yeah. Now that's... Have you shedded? Yeah. I... <laughs> Vonda is singing a Carly Simon song called Anticipation <clears throat> and it's nighttime in Boston as we can tell by the establishing shots I'm, I'm you know really honing my detective skills on this one <laughs> it's like Sherlock like. and Ali and Greg are walking down the street seemingly after a date because um, they're Ali's having a chat with him saying oh did you date anyone when you were in Chicago um, and Greg goes not really um, the women there were saving themselves for Sammy Sosa. <laughs> what about you? And I don't know who Sammy Sosa is, but I guess it's someone. I think it's like it must be a character from ER. You think? Because they, she then says George Clooney. Yeah, because he says, "What about you?" And she says, "George Clooney." And he, he goes, "No, no, no. I meant, have you been dating since I left?" And she's like, "Oh, well, sure, I must have. I just can't remember anybody right now." And they're having like this cute. Mm. They're very cute. It's, it's like great first date, yeah. Te- like if you if you were rebooting something, it's yes. kind of like it's going well, yeah. Um, and they reach Ali's stoop, and she says, "Well, I would invite you in, but Renee's there, and I'm afraid you two would sing a duet." Mm. <laughs> and like, I see. And he said, "I see a few times now." And Ali's like, "Is that all you say?" I see. And he's like, "Let me begin the second go round by just walking you to your door, like a perfect gentleman." And then Ali goes, "I like that word, begin." And then there is something that probably, I don't know, you would put limits on this, but I'm telling you, <laughs> love is unlimited them here. off today. So you shed those limits. <laughs> There's a gif of their tongues coming out of their, like, mouths really hesitantly and, like, snake-like towards each other um, as the anticipation, the chorus of the song, Anticipation, kicks in yeah. with wonder. And it's all like, you... <laughs> And then, um, do they kiss? I don't know. I no, they don't. They kiss. They're just like this weird, like, gift tongue action. But then... <laughs> gift tongue action. Which they, I was delighted by. They never... The tongues never actually touch. They kind of, like... I wanted them to in. turn themselves into, like, a bow or, like, a heart shape or something. <laughs> but they just wiggle, don't they, very slowly. Well, it's that thing of, like, there's... It's obviously supposed to denote like desire reaching out to each tension. other yeah like there Sexy. is sexual tension in the air i am enjoying it uh, yeah um, if it wasn't for that gift yeah <laughs> don't put limits on this Eleanor. i told you take those limits off all right um, and then ali's like call me and greg's like think about it and ali like <laughs> and then we're entitled it's like, i am so happy <laughs> I had to say, like, yeah, I think that's a sweet moment. I'm liking Greg. Good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Team Greg, thank you. (laughs) Your endorsement. So, uh, then the next morning, after titles, Renee is kind of grilling Ali as she gets her hat and coat on, ready to leave the house. So, Renee's saying, did you kiss? And Ali's like, oh, not really, just a short soft she's like i'm gonna take it real slow and what's even better is he wants to take it slow and i'm like yeah you should also consider like 
you know, where everyone's at, that's good. Yeah, well done. Um, and it's like, and when a guy wants to take it slow, and then there's like this fantasy gif ish moment in terms of she Ali just rise up, up. In, into the air as yeah. if she's like levitating or hovering or well the idea is it's, he's put her on cloud nine yeah in she's, the air. she's yeah. walking on air is the oh yeah the yeah thing. walking on air that's yeah. the expression well done <laughs> um, yeah but she's like yeah as the very thought of thinking yeah. about him it's made her rise up but yeah. what's funny is that the Renee is talking to her still as though she's like not moved yeah so her eye level yeah. is not which with... must have been really difficult to yeah, film to I film. thought when yeah, I saw it exactly, but I, yeah. it was very effective as a metaphor yeah. um, but yeah she's like I better get to work and she looks so smug and she's like still like hovering in the yeah. air and Renee's like yep yeah, see you later you better um, so then we're at Cajun Fish and the elevator doors open but Ali is like her head is like right at the top of the lift yeah because like, she's, she's still she's still in the air, air yeah. and she has to like duck to like get out of the lift yeah. um, and she walks through the complex and Billy sees her and comes up to her and is like hey but obviously his eye line is still at the regular eye Where line that it would be, be yeah. which is really funny um, and Ali's all like oh hey how's it going and he's like you look and she's like what and then Richard comes up and again, they're both like facing and talking to her as though she's normal height, but she's like several feet in the air. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. very, very comical. And uh, yeah, and Richard's like, oh, Ali, Billy, I need you, new client, conference room, 10 minutes. And, and Ali's like swinging her bag around, like smiling, <laughs> like a gormless Like idiot. a loon. <laughs> and then Ling comes up and um, Ling's like, um, oh. hello. And then Ali gasps and looks disgusted and just falls down to earth. Yeah. And I wanted to throw in my general objection in terms of stop with this bullshit. I wonder whether we should make this like whenever people are, um, cause I know you said you want to do objection every time people are mean to live. Yeah. Or uh, now. Uh, or, or now. Um, but I, I said it like ages ago, I was like in protest, I think we should just object. Every well, time I wonder this. whether we should make it our own thing of like, um, unacceptable. The way John is like oh, unacceptable. Yeah. Unacceptable. Let's do that. So it's like a different. Do you know what's gonna happen now though? It's like every episode from now, it's gonna be like they're perfectly nice to us. <laughs> we won't get to use it. <laughs> We've missed it. I don't think we're gonna miss the vote on this. Okay, yeah. alright, let's go for okay, so that's a new thing then. Yeah. Unacceptable. It's then. unacceptable. Yeah, so that's unacceptable. Yeah. So Ali is so disgusted by Ling that she gets knocked off her air perch yes. and like falls back down to normal when, sort of height. Like when Ling literally all she does is come over and say hello in a perfectly nice way. But just a normal way, yeah. just like a regular voice, like yeah. hello. And then Ali is like Ling, why are you always here? And then Ling growls at her and like as in the gift yeah. kind of growl and then walks off. And then Billy says she's suing the environment. And I was like, huh? What? Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we're in the conference room with everyone. <laughs> My note is, we're in the conference room. Ling is suing a tree. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, well, no. So George is sort of being like, what the fuck is this, basically? And Nell is explaining the case and saying, well, without defending her, let me defend her. Activist organisations have brought lawsuits claiming trees have rights. If a tree can sue you, why can't you sue the tree? And I think she's just using that as like an example of the logic that you use yeah. as a poster. It's not that Ling's 
actually saying the truth. Yeah. Um, and George was like, Nell. And Nell's like, yes, Georgia. And Georgia was like, it's one thing to say that you can sue the environment, but why do we have to be the lawyers doing it? <laughs> and Nell's like, actually, I'm just trying to tie you up in court while I tie up Billy. And I was like, ah! <laughs> I know. And, and what's funny is that Billy's face is like, really? <laughs> like the look on his face is like, hmm? And then Georgia's like, frowny face and then um she goes kidding and then George is like do you think that's funny and, and Ali, Ali's like Ali's like <laughs> yeah exactly and Richard's like all right I took the case not Nell bygones but we've got bigger fish to fry here Kimberly Goodman her husband wants to annul the marriage Ali I thought you and I would take it I thought I'd first chair since I'm on a roll and there's like cowbells cowbells um, cowboys <laughs> Cowboys, cowbells, whatever. No limits. <laughs> and then Annie looks really thrilled, uh, sarcastically, on the subject. Yeah. Um, like she's like, on what grounds does he want to annul the marriage? And Richard's like, incompetence. He's a sexaholic. Says he was under the influence of the dumpstick when he went through with the ceremony. And George is like. Ugh surely you're making that up. And Rich is like, off we go. Good lawyers, everyone. Ali, she's in my office. And he just walks off and there's two cowbells and it's like... Yeah. Um, now, Georgia keeps protesting about the cases. Nobody listens. No. It's like, that's all she's doing at the moment, taking stupid cases and complaining about Nell. Yeah. Well, she's not actually on the stupid cases. No, she? but she complains about it. Yeah. And like they've said that it's more Georgia's niche at the moment than yeah. anyone else's. But yeah. So the next scene, Elaine and Ali are walking and talking, um, and Ali, and Elaine is asking Ali about Greg and like whether they're dating again, and and Ali's like trying to deflect, being like Elaine, and Elaine's like, I only ask because I care, and I wouldn't want to see you get squished like the last time, and Ali's like, that's why you ask, you're afraid of me getting squished, and Elaine's like that. And he's here. <laughs> like Greg's right. And Greg's like, him. hi. And Ali like whips around like a swish noise. Yeah. Um, and Ali's like, I did not get squished. <laughs> and Elaine's still standing like right next to Ali, like as part of this like ostensibly private conversation. But yes. Greg's saying that he's he's basically stopped by to ask if she's like doing anything tonight. Um, and Ali's like floats up in the air again as he asks this. And she's like, well, tonight, um, well, I have to check my shift schedule. And Elaine's like, you're free, like every night. And, she's and then like, Ali like slowly yeah, comes back with like a wah, wah <laughs> And she's like, thank you, Elaine. And then she's like, tonight will be fine. And Greg's like, great, I'll pick you up here. And Ali's like, no, pick me up at home like a perfect gentleman. Um, and he's like, okay, I'll wear a tie. And then he leans in to kiss Ali. And as he pulls away, we see Elaine comes into shot with her face like leaning in for a kiss. Yeah, and like, Greg's like, like, Greg's like, no. no. And like, just <laughs> It was so funny that moment. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it is funny. funny. But then, um, Elaine, like, visit. Uh, sorry, after he walks off, Ali kind of hunches she over. Like, like, almost like she's slouch. winded. Like, she's yeah. like. <clears throat> almost she folds like, on her belly. Like, almost a little bit hunchback. Yeah. 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 And so uh, it's also someone's kicked her in the stomach. Yeah. And she sort of folds forward. And Elaine is going, Oh, there must be someone to tell. And she walks <laughs> off. But. Ali stays in this kind of weird, winded, hunched position. And then John comes up and then he goes next to her and he sort of hunches over to like mirror (laughs) what she's doing. And he's like, is everything all right? And Ali's like, fine. And he's like, why are you standing there like that? And she's like, I think I need mental help. I feel happy. I'm just not equipped. (laughs) 
was like, oh, well, I've got an appointment with Tracy this afternoon. Do you want to, like, a lunchtime? Do you want to take it? And Ali's like, oh. And John's like, oh, I'm only going over a little Nell ex- anxiety. Nothing so earth-shattering as happy. <laughs> and Ali's like, well. And then John suggests that, that she together. would take them yeah. together. And they sort of nod at each other. Um, and I was like, oh, do we get Greg and Tracy in one episode? What a time to oh, be alive! Golden age. <laughs> I got really excited. Um, so, next scene, Kimberly is meeting with Richard and Ali in Richard's office. Um, and Kimberly's played by an actress called Lisa Thornhill, who also was in, I think, an episode of Friends once, although I'm not sure what she played. I definitely recognised her, like, and her voice. I just But she was in Veronica Mars as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, she... Yeah, I couldn't place her, but I definitely recognised her. Yeah. Well, she's explaining the issue. So she was like, uh, they had been married for nine years... And she didn't think it was possible that you could get an annulment after nine years of marriage. But her lawyer yesterday suddenly told her it was possible. Um, But his niche is trademark law, which is why she's come to Cajun Fitch, because she thought they're an expert on um, divorce law. And Richard's like, yeah, it's our speciality. And Ali's like, Richard, no, it's not, not, Mrs. Goodman. Um, And Richard's like... But I took a class on it in law in law school, and then he's like, "We could do it." So Kimberly, and then there's these cowbells again, yeah. and Kimberly's like, "Well, it's not just about the money to me." And Richard's like, <laughs> "Like laughs as if that's hilarious." <laughs> and she's like, "Although there is a lot of it." She was like, "I've been a housewife for the last nine years. The idea that that can just be like nullified by a court." And Ali's like, "Well, no, this is a legal proceeding that the court." you know, no matter what they decide, they can't nullify your life like that would still have existed. Um, And Kimberly's like, well, my children are seven and nine and it's really important to me that a judge doesn't rule that their father married their mother in an act of insanity. And I was like, we are not going to let that happen. I I promise you. And I'm like, Ali, stop promising things that you can't necessarily keep. You can't guarantee. Like, that's not your control to promise that. No. (sighs) Which is really annoying. But anyway, she seems relieved by it. So then we go into... Then, John and Ali, we see them sitting side by side in Tracy's office waiting for Tracy. And I was very excited. Um, And John is telling Ali off, which is what we've just said about making promises. Um, And Ali's like, imagine, he's just trying to wipe out an entire marriage as if it never existed. And John's like, more divorce lawyers are trying it. And Ali's like, just when I started to believe in love again. And I was like... It's always about you. Yeah, like, like oh, just as the the world conspires <laughs> to make me not believe in love. Oh, for God's sake. sake. Jesus Christ. And then she goes, I'm so glad I have a career. Nobody's going to be able to pull the rug out from under my life and make it meaningless. You can say whatever you want about me, but I, at least I am in control of my world. And John's like, yep. And you're in here seeking treatment for happiness. <laughs> and then there's this big crash outside the office and a man comes in, like, shouting and like at something that was going on outside and he's he's got he's wearing a cardigan he's got a bow tie he's got dishevelled hair and he turns around and it's Bruce fucking Willis I know and I'm I like, was like I completely forgot this happened I was like Bruce Willis but but also where's Tracy I'm, <laughs> I'm getting Tracy you can't just tease Tracy and not give me Tracy I was so mad because I was so excited about seeing Tracy again and, and then it's all Bruce Willis and I was like for fuck's sake <laughs> 
anyway, um, I he's not. I don't believe he's in the credits. For he's this. not. He's uncredited. Um, and. I think, um, from what I can tell, the reason he's in it is because he was filming a, a film with Michelle Pfeiffer at the time, The Story of Us. Um, and so I think they just became buddies and she was like, oh, why don't you come on David's show? Yeah. Like, because obviously she's married to David. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's how that came Probably about. Happened. Um, yeah. And I think he just did it for a bit of fun. Yeah. Well, it was back when Bruce Willis actually gave a crap about acting. Like, because he is playing against his type yeah. now. Yeah. Um, uh, well, then. Yeah. Um, like, because uh, he does, he looks a little bit like the character he plays in um, uh, Death Becomes Her. Have you ever yes. seen that? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. very kind of different look to the kind of diehard action man. He's wearing a little, like, Pee Wee Herman, like, bow tie. Yeah. He's got, like, this one random, like, comb-over bit of hair that he's yeah. obviously, like, stuck on him. Yeah. And that's, like, hanging down, like, he's not in place. glasses um, and all that. Yeah, yeah. he looks like a, a geek. Yeah, and he's horrendous. He's horrendous. So he comes in, like, screaming at someone outside, being like, who cares? Tell him I'm dead. And then he comes in, and he's like, sees John and Ali, and he's like, why are these two people here? And Ali's like, who are you? And Bruce is, Bruce Willis is like, Dr. Nickel, I'm filling in for Dr. Tracy, who's in California pitching tofu, and possibly a pilot. <laughs> who's the sick one? And they're both, like, John and Ali both point at each other, like him or yeah. her. And Bruce just sits, Bruce, I'm just calling him Bruce because I don't care for <laughs> Dr. Dr. Nickel. <laughs> is a monster. Bruce Willis sits down with a file and just goes, well, you must be John. Um, and he's like, so you're in therapy and what? You decided to bring a date? And John's just really flustered, like yeah, can't even like, speak because he's like, this yeah. is all new yeah. and I'm not used to it. And Ali's just outraged that this guy is here. Yeah. So neither of them are coping with the situation no. very well. Um, and he's like, where's your popcorn? And John's like, well, this, this is Ali McBeal. We're both patients of Tracy's and since our symptoms go both go to the fear of relationships and Bruce is like oh you decide to team up fine theme song you first and Ali's like I'm not singing my theme song to a stranger <laughs> um, and then Bruce goes to John hey Spanky you go and John's like uh, bah, bah, bah. and Bruce just like sneers at him and yeah. then eventually John manages to kind of spit out really quietly like no yeah um, and Bruce Willis is like Wacky little people who come in tandem and refuse to sing their theme songs. So I look like a miracle worker. See, is this the way to Shut up! I'm speaking now. When you go to the movies, do you talk back to the screen as well? No. But sometimes I just walk out. <laughs> Pats John's leg and goes to get up. And Bruce Willis is like, oh, great. And then he's like, I'm just going to need you to sign a release. And Ali's like, a release? He's like, basically, if you jump out of a window, we're not liable. Just, you know, initial the bottom. And she bends over to sign it because he's put it on like a side table. And he's like staring at her butt as she yeah, does it, which is grim. like disgusting. Yeah. Um, but then he goes, so back to you, stuttering John. How's everything in Poughkeepsie? And John just goes, poop, and gets up. And Bruce Willis is like, poop? Now that's progress. Tracy will be real pleased. And then he smiles and, like, waves at them. As yeah, like, really sarcastic smile. Um, so it's, like, obviously it's played for laughs. Yeah, yes, completely. Um, but it is very disconcerting. It's very... Because ma- it's, like, he cannot be a medical professional. No, He's a lunatic that yeah, came into yeah, the office. pretended to be a doctor. Yeah. yeah. It's that thing where... And I'm like, Tracy, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I just... And it's that thing of, like... 
I, I don't... I don't believe, like, if we're trying to base this in some form of reality, I just don't believe that Tracy would leave her practice patients like that and not to, with them. someone like that and to not warn them either yeah like yeah because i've that. had no hint that tracy yes her methods are unorthodox but they do seem to have some results certainly john subscribes to them yeah um and likes them otherwise he wouldn't keep going and and, and ali must like them to a certain extent otherwise she wouldn't keep going mm. and i just think although they're unorthodox and some things i'm like yeah you definitely wouldn't get away with that yeah. if you were an actual therapist yeah i've had no hint from tracy that she um would i don't know that she would be so negligent in this way yeah because this person is horrendous yeah like no one like, like, Tracy can be direct, yeah. and, but she does have their best interests at heart. But this guy's, like, cruel. Yeah, he's just mean. Yeah. yeah. And, and you kind of get the feeling he his, his method is, like, be as mean as possible so they leave so he has, doesn't actually have to do any work. And don't get know? me wrong, like, Tracy doesn't tiptoe around either of them. Like, we've never seen her in session with John, but we've certainly seen her with Ali, like, stand up to her and just call her on her bullshit, which yeah. Ali does need. Yeah. But she never does it in a spiteful, mean-spirited way, in my opinion. No, I don't I think she does. she does it more in a kind of, someone's got to tell you directly what's yeah. going on. Like, cut through the nonsense and stop enabling you. Um, And I just, feel like I don't know whether the show's thinking well he's just the male version of Tracy and I'm like no he yeah, isn't he's no, mean and nasty and negligent as yeah. a as a therapist like why would you ever let someone like that look after your patients while you're away yeah no so it was just an odd it felt very jarring and yes it was fun to have Bruce Willis on the show but yes. I, it just felt not in keeping with what we know about Tracy yeah. And I do, like, things like this, like, you know, and, yeah, it, it is a thing of, like, yeah, it's a joke and la, 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 but it's that thing of, like, there's a stigma around getting therapy as it is, mm. and it's more, it would have been more pronounced back in 1999. Yeah. Like, this isn't a good How is this portrayal yeah. of what to expect when you go for therapy. Yeah. To, and I just don't think it's particularly responsible joke. No. To be like... No. Uh, I don't yeah, think he was even considering that. No, exactly. Yeah. And I think, well, you need to because yeah. mental health is a big problem. Yeah. And getting help is, is the first step. And something like this could put someone off if they think that that's potentially something that could happen, that they walk in and yeah. it's someone going to be taking the piss out of them or yeah. being yeah. horrible to them. So it was a problem. Yeah. But fun stunt casting, though. Yes. Um, so then, then new scene, Ling is pacing around in Richard's office with Richard, complaining that people aren't taking her seriously. Um, and Richard's like, Ling, you're suing a tree. And she's like, I'm counterclaiming. And, and Richard's like, Ling? And Ling growls. And Richard's like, oh, the glare. And Ling's like, I'm beginning to think that you don't take me seriously. And Richard's like, I'm trying, Ling, but what am I? Are we serious? We haven't even had sex. And I'm like, what's this got to do with her? Problem that she came in here. Like, she's clearly upset because she feels like nobody takes her business seriously, which yeah. is true. Like, I think she's got a valid point. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about this case, but every other case she's brought so far has had some merit, in yeah. my opinion. So yeah, I'm like, agreed. I'm willing to kind of 
reserved judgment until I yeah. hear more about it, even though on the face of it, like the Daily Mail headline reads weirdly. Yeah, But exactly. I want to know more about it before I make a decision. But then Richard just like, is like, well, how can I take you seriously? We've never had sex. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? And Ling's like, well, we've kissed. I let you brush up against my breasts in the elevator. And Richard's like, yeah, only when it's crowded. And he's like, all kidding aside, Ling, do you not like sex? And Ling's like, it's messy. And Richard's like, well, I'm very good at cleaning up after myself. And Ling's like, just goes oh, and looks the other way um, and he's like maybe we should get some counselling and like I'm like this is although this conversation was not the conversation that Ling wanted to have and he's like got into it in a very strange way yes. I actually think the way he's handling this topic which is clearly something they do need to talk about um, is is not bad currently. no like points definite points for effort and content yes. here Richard well done you're hitting all the right points yes. like maybe we should get help like that's nice um, and Ling's like why is it so important to a man? And which is like, sex. And she's like, yeah, whatever happened to simple intimacy, emotion, tenderness? And which is like, we have been dating for four months. And I'm like, that's not that long, Richard. No, it's like, not. And also like, uh, yeah, like to be like, like tapping your, yeah. <laughs> your watch. Yeah. And like, well, he's so when clearly, are we having sex? He's clearly frustrated yeah which I think if you are frustrated in a relationship even no matter how long it's been going on it's good to raise that and talk yeah. to your partner about it and I don't think suggesting therapy is a bad thing to no. do um but Ling's saying like Nell hasn't had sex with a funny little man and which is like I don't know what's going on there I'm more concerned about us and I'm so, like I'm so glad you've steered that conversation yes. away great well done Richard um and he's like and if we are in us and Ling's like I like foreplay. And Richard's like, so do I. I'd be happy with three play. <laughs> Which made me laugh. Yeah. Um, and then Ling's like, there are other things besides intercourse and wattle. And Richard gets up and he's like, I just need to know if we're going anywhere. And Ling looks at him and is like, stick out your index finger. And Richard's like, excuse me. She's like, let me have it. And he sticks it out and Ling says most people don't even know the finger is erogenous and there's all this sexy like wind instrument music music. and I'm like oh is this where we're gonna get like Ling the sort of mystical erotic geisha like trope come in yeah it is (laughs) so Ling says have you ever tried this before and she kind of gives Richard's finger a blowjob essentially exactly it's totally (laughs) it's like we want to see Lucy Lou give a blowjob without actually giving seeing her a Lucy seeing Lucy giving Lou her a blowjob. Her giving a blowjob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. It, it's it felt very gratuitous, extremely and exploitative, gratuitous. in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Completely. This didn't need to be a thing. No. Like they could have got the point across without being this explicit about it. And I'm sorry, but I don't want to lick anyone's finger. No. But it's really funny because she's like, have you ever tried that before? And Richard's like, only after eating chicken, but it's not the same. (laughs) (laughs) And they're all breathy and and Ling's like, no, it's not the same. Do you like that? And he's like, yes. And then she just snaps back to normal and the sexy music kind of distorts. And she's like, see, there are so many things besides intercourse, but men just can't see beyond their dumbsticks. And then she, like, storms out the room. Yeah, and Richard's just left, like, open mouth with his finger out and sits, like, dumbfounded at what's just happened. But it was... I was... I had, like, a problem with that. Because I was just like, this is not... A, nobody does this. Like, 
in an office. Like, I just don't think, like, no. it's not, you wouldn't just, I just, no! Yeah. Also, <laughs> you may do it as part of, like, having sex and foreplay and whatever, but, like, you wouldn't different. just do it as, like, yeah. a little, like, I don't know, just something in the office. Like, you just wouldn't here's do that. a little sex snack for you in the office. <laughs> you just wouldn't. <laughs> but it's, I just, it was very odd. It was, it was, it was so blatantly just, we want Lucy Lou to look like she's giving a blowjob without her giving a blowjob yeah. because this is a show on Fox. Yeah, yeah. You know, totally. like, and it just... Ugh. I felt sorry for Lucy Lou. Yeah, licking your colleague's finger. Like, who wants to lick their colleague's finger? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. I hope he cleaned his hands. I know, I would I'm just really be like, hope. I want you, I want to watch you <laughs> wash your hands. I would be like, thoroughly. I want to... <laughs> literally direct you washing your hands be like no more so under the fingernail like I would and be do like, not yeah. touch anything until we have finished completing the scene it's just too much isn't it yeah um so yeah then we have ali at the kind of front desk bit picking up her like paper messages weird 90s office business and she's in a coat and richard comes up and he's like are you ready and i was like yep yeah, let's go and richard walks off and john comes up being like Oh, hey, Ali, I was thinking maybe we don't need Tracy. We could just bounce our problems off of each other. And I was like, do you think? And he's like, oh, well, I'm comfortable talking with you. I think you are with me. And <laughs> Ali's like, uh, okay. I'm just like, that's <laughs> lovely and all, John, but neither of you are trained therapists. No. Like, what is not, like, I, I'm just, oh. I'm at a loss. Like, I know. You should not be... It's like, I don't know, two people be like... Uh, I'm trying to think of an equivalent I don't... Like, metaphor. I... I feel like it's like two people be like, we've watched Speed. Like, should we go and just... I'm sure between us we can just go and like deactivate that bomb. Yeah. Like, should we just try? Like, I'm sure I've seen I enough. Feel like... like... <laughs> to me I and we can just bounce you. ideas off of each other like, I feel like <laughs> we both together are dynamic we could we could do this and this it's could like work. no guys <laughs> it's not how it works but anyway then Nell comes up and goes John and John's like oh Nell uh, hi and then Nell goes to Ali late for court and Ali leaves, like, really annoyed. Like, she scowls. And I'm like, is this another... Unacceptable. Wait a minute. I feel like it is. Yeah, Because, like, yeah. it's, like, another hate on Nell for no reason. Yeah. Um, but then Nell asks John out for dinner tomorrow night. And John's like, oh... Uh, and he's, like, floundering. And she's like, don't start playing hard to get again, John. I might just give up and start going after Billy. Because Georgia has yes. come up behind yeah. Nell and she while knows. she's talking. And she can sense that. So she just threw that in there. And ne- Georgia does this, like, looks up, and now just turns around and goes, kidding. And Georgia goes, <laughs> and then, and then now leaves, and Georgia to John just goes, just, you know, for my own education, what exactly do you see in her? And again, I'm like, unacceptable. 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 But then John just like, it's a this is annoys me about John. Instead of defending her and being like, pack it in, you fucking idiot, he crosses his arms and just purses his lips, like, unable to say anything. He's like, like I don't know. 
Like, he's got nothing. And I'm like, have things. Like, if you like her and you know she's a good person, which you know because you have said that to her several times, like, defend her. I know. These women. I just... Ugh. Women, eh? (laughs) This is what I don't like. Bloody women. It's like, it gets me to be, like, angry at the women of the show for being, like, horrible. Horrible. And it's like, no. Stop this. Stop it! Unacceptable. So, at the courthouse, Mr. Goodman is being questioned, and he's, by the opposing counsel, and he's saying that, I'm afraid I married her because she was beautiful. (laughs) Um, And then the opposing counsel goes, Mr. Goodman, I'm sorry to report a lot of men marry for looks. And and Mr. Goodman's saying, what I mean to say is I wasn't acting out of free will. Um, I suffer from this sexual obsessive compulsive behavior and this affected my mental competence and uh basically i was crazy and then richard stands up and he's like move to strike your honor any man's crazy to get married <laughs> and, and he's like no and pulls down this two cowboy cowbells cowballs <laughs> we've had cowboys cowballs <laughs> what even are they i don't even know um but yeah it's uh a problem <laughs> So we had two cowbells and Richard withdraws it and then the opposing counsel continues and says, so you married this woman out of a mental infirmity caused by a raging libido. And Mr. Goodman goes, I have a sexual compulsion. I married her to make love regularly and in perpetuity, thinking that if anything could cure me from lusting after other women. And he's like, unfortunately, that didn't happen. And then Richard questions him and it's like, so you still want to make love to her? And he's like, yes, but I also want others. And he's like, so not just cheat, you're married. And he's like, she wants to divorce me. And we're just like, oh, that's right. And you being a wealthy man, my client would realise a substantial amount of money in a divorce settlement, right, Mr. Goodman? And Mr. Goodman's like, I suppose. And he's like, you suppose. He says, but if the marriage was somehow nullified, gee, she wouldn't get anything. Yeah, not not only does this sickness get you off, it gets you off cheap. And the opposing counsel's like, objection. He's like, withdrawal. And he's like, you took a vow, Mr. Goodman, a vow, till death do you part. I don't see any dead people here do you <laughs> he's like objection and rich is like withdrawn he's like why not just get a divorce mr goodman why is it so important to get an annulment and mr goodman was like i was not of sound mind when i made the decision to marry i was not of sound mind when i committed the act of marriage and like ali and kimberly are like, like eye rolling up the wazoo yeah. and he's like there can therefore be no competent meeting of the minds in the ceremony which is necessary for any contract to be valid and richard are like those are good legal buzzwords. He's badgering the witness. Nine years, Mr. Goodman. Two children. You walk into a court and say, strike that from the record. I'm not a well known Mr. Fish. You think I'm proud of all of this? Will you feel proud if you avoid alimony? Objection! Kimberly, I'm sorry to hurt you this way. She's not the victim here, Mr. Goodman. You are, remember? You're the victim. And it, I just was like, ah, oh, I love when Richard's actually good at lawyering. I know, I know. It always comes as a surprise when, yeah. like, it's like, oh, we can actually make pull some good lawyering out of the bag. Although, although it's fun to watch, part of me, <sighs> there is this, like, undercurrent and the fact that it smacks of, like, it's like white male privilege that he feels comfortable orating in the way that he does. 
I think. Because he doesn't know anything about the law, really. Like, he can barely get by running a law <laughs> firm. And the only reason he knows what he does is because other people have fed it to him. Oh, yeah. And it's like, who else in the world has the confidence to go into oh, something and yeah. take a stage Richard, knowing nothing yeah. but being able to bullshit as though you know everything? Yeah. Rich white men. Someone like Richard, yeah. Yeah. yeah who has clearly... Not intimidated born, by anyone. Been born into privilege. Yeah. Yeah. Has gone to all the best schools, all the best universities. Yeah. And it's like, like been coached to... In feel any room, yeah. feel like they can own it, no yeah. matter what they do or don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the only thing, like, just, I just, like, he just looks so at ease when he's arguing, no matter what he does or doesn't know, and it just, I'm like, the only time I ever get that feeling, I just get jealous of it, I guess, because I'm just like, I've never felt like that in my entire uh, life. He never suffers from, like, imposter no. syndrome. No, yeah, no. Yeah. That would never happen to Even Richard. when he doesn't, he's shown up for not knowing Yeah, anything. well, when, when he's, he's just like, proven to be yeah. like, uh, you're completely wrong on that point, and here's why, he'll, it, it, it's like water off a duck's back. Yeah, it just doesn't It just him. glances off. And it just fucks me off sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, but I do enjoy it, like, when he's on the right side of justice and arguing well. Yeah, it's yeah, good. yeah. So, yeah. So then we have Ling and Nell having coffee at a cyber cafe. Can I just point out? Is it a cyber cafe? Yeah, there's a big sign saying cyber cafe. And I was like, I've never seen anything so 90s in my entire life. That's insane. Remember cyber cafes? Yeah. Well, they still exist. What? Yeah. Why? Cyber cafes? Yeah, for what? Well, for people who don't have access to a computer. Who doesn't have access to a computer? Plenty of underprivileged people don't and, like, have access. Like, there's libraries and stuff. Like, you can get yeah, access but, for free. Okay. There's one around the corner from us. Wow. In Brighton. Blow my mind. But do you remember when they were, like, everywhere? Yeah. It was, like, the new thing. Yeah. A cyber cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Those things. Um. So, yeah. So, Ling is, like, do you really want to sleep with John Cage? Like, she's so incredulous about this, which annoys me again, because I'm, like... I feel like Nell's done a pretty good, uh, well, Portia de Rossi certainly has done a pretty good job of like making us believe that Nell's feelings towards John are very genuine. And yeah. I'm like, why would you not believe that? Yeah. As her friend, if yeah. you've seen what's been going on. And again, Nell like states her case like, Ling, I like him. Why do you find it so pos- impossible to understand? And Ling's like, I'm not questioning you liking him. It's just, and she's like, am I strange not to be wanting it? And I was like, you can't even say it, can you? And Ling's like, I can say it, I just don't. Because for whatever reason, whenever I say the word, it drives men crazy. Even some women. And I was like, when you say the word sex, and Ling's like, yes. And I was like, the way you say the word drives men crazy. And Ling's like, yes. And she's like, well, what's so special about you? How you say sex? Like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> And Ling's like, if I knew, I'd correct it. Believe me. And I was like, say it. And she's like, no, not a chance. And Nell's like, Ling, it's just you and me. Say it. And she's like nodding eagerly. Yeah, like, come like, on. Yeah. And Ling's like, <sighs> then she like blinks and like leans in and goes, sex. Like in a perfectly normal, <laughs> normal way. Yeah. But um, Nell just like looks at her and goes, one more time. And she's like, sex. And like Ling looks and like sees Nell's like face change and then Ling like leans back as if to be like see and Nell's like hmm I think I think Nell kind of leans back in a kind of 
No, Ling leans back as if to be like, see? But then now also leans back. Oh, yeah. In a way that is like impressed. Like she's like, Mm. You can say sex. You can say sex. You say sex like nobody's business. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's, it's obviously it's very silly, but it's just like, <laughs> yeah, she's just like, hmm, sex. sex. <laughs> I like how you say sex. Say it again. One more time. This is very funny. It is very funny. Um, but it also obviously has that shade of like, Ling's a mystical from the Orient. Sex fairy. Especially has a special way of saying sex. It's like, no, she doesn't. No. She just says it. She just says it like a normal person. Yes. So Ali comes out of the courtroom and a woman runs up to her going, Ali? Ali McBeal? Hi! Like really excited. And Ali's like, yeah. And she's like, oh, hi. Um, I'm Laura Dipson. And Laura Dipson ha- is played by a woman called Caroline Aaron, who has been in quite a few things. So she was Marge uh, in Edward Scissorhands, one of the housewives. Right. She's Shirley Maisel in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel at the moment. I've not seen um, that. She's a character called Linda in Episodes, the thing with um, Stephen Mangan and no, not Matt that. LeBlanc and I Tyson Green. Yeah. yeah um, so she's just, it's just interesting because she's, uh, she's had quite a... Yeah. I don't think she's ever starred in anything, but she's had regular work <laughs> yeah. and like proper characters okay. and stuff. So... I knew I recognised her. I think it was as Shirley Maisel because I've been watching that, which is a great show. But yeah, so she's like, I'm Laura Dipson. Pleasure. I'm the vice president for Women for Progress. A pleasure. I have some splendid news. You've been nominated for this year's 1999 role model in the category of professionals. And Ali's like, I beg your pardon. And Laura Dipson goes, working women, you're a role model. We're going to plan to publish this in the next uh, month's magazine. And Ali's like, I don't want to be a role model and just like walks off. Yeah. And Lord is like, well, that's really sweet, but you really have no choice. Anyway, it'll be wonderful. You'll love it. We're going to have to make a few adjustments in the way that you dress. And I'd really like to fatten you up a little bit. We do not want young girls glamorizing that thin thing. And I, at this point I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, like, yeah. what? And I yeah. was nearly about to throw in my objection, but I kept watching and Ali's like, whoa, 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 wait a second who are you? And she's like, I told you. And she shakes her hand really aggressively. Laura Dipson, a pleasure. Now, my sources tell me that you feel an emotional void without a man. You're really going to have to lose that if women are going to look up to you. And Ali's like, I don't want them looking up to me at all. And she walks off. And then Laura Dipson grabs Ali and goes, aggressively. Yeah. Don't be pissing. You're a role model and you'll do what we tell you to do. Now you can start by dropping that skinny, whiny, emotional slut thing and be exactly who we want you to be. Nothing more, nothing less. Can you do that, pinhead? And throughout that speech, like, her vocals are getting more and more echoey. And then Ali bites the end of her nose off and spits it out and it just lands on a door. And that's when we realise that she's actually recounting this to John in their, like, pretend therapy session. And it is a dream that Ali's been having. When Laura Dixon grabs her and was like, don't be pissy, I was like... <laughs> I was like, and then peace, I peace, peace. <laughs> no. I was like, they grab people and tell people what to do and how to eat and how to dress. This is what the fuck is this? I don't like it. But then when I was like, saw that it was a dream, I was like, okay, I'll scribble that out because that's not real. <laughs> 
I was like, you got me, show, uh, you got me. I thought it was real and it's not real. But then this feels like, so this feels very much like the meta reference Yes. That was made in the Christmas episode yes. of this season. I think so. Um, They've thrown another in. Yeah, and it's acknowledging, like, the criticism, no doubt, that Ali McBeal was getting at the time. You mean Callista, or do you mean the show? I mean the show. Right. Like, Ali McBeal was getting at the time, but not actually doing anything useful. Yeah. With that... Because at some time, uh, you know, at times it probably was valid criticism. Yeah. Uh, not all of it, no. but some of it probably was valid criticism. Yeah. And I find it very weird that David E. Kelly is taking that criticism criticism about his, about a character he's created yeah. and is acting like it's effectively bullying Ali like she's a real person. Yeah. And it's like, no. And it's like, don't be mean to Mike! Yeah, like, like oh, guys. maybe Ali McBeal doesn't want to be a role model. And it's just like, no, but That's she's not, not real. Yeah. And, like, she's not, we're not bullying Ali McBeal. <laughs> like, yeah. She's not fucking real. Yeah. She's a figment of your imagination that you've and been paid to create a show around. Yeah, like, and you could change her personality or, like, shift and things in response to that criticism because some of it is valid without like 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 creating do you know what I mean like, yeah, it's like, like it won't hurt Ali yeah. like, maybe tweaks and things like she's not real it's like maybe Ali McBeal doesn't want to be a role model and you making her be a role model is like makes you the terrible human being it's <laughs> very odd what are you talking about yeah. Yeah, it, so... So, yeah, it was... Yeah, again, <laughs> like, an acknowledgement of criticism, but not doing anything useful or good or interesting Yeah, with that acknowledgement, no. you know? So, in the real world, Ali's telling John about this dream, and, and then John's like, well, what does this dream have to do with Greg? And Ali's like, well, I think that it's my idea of a relationship or something. You know, I want somebody to really be weak with, somebody who will hold me and make me feel um. held. And John, like, his, his attitude is like, I've cracked this. He's like, but can't you have that without biting off all his <laughs> Like, I've just solved this. And Ali's like, don't you get it, John? I think I crave some kind of dependency. And that makes me feel like a failure as a woman. You know, I had a dream that they put my face on the cover of Time magazine as the face of feminism. And I'm like, could that be any more on the nose? Like, yeah. that's literally what happened. Yeah. And it's like, this meta business is not so meta anymore. You're just literally well, repeating what like, happened. The death of feminism was what Yeah, she, it was like, is this had. the death of feminism? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, um... And John's like, oh. And she's like, you saw, you took a moment. I saw that. And John's like, Ali, you're really afraid of becoming dependent? And Ali's like, I don't know. I look at this client we have, Kimberly Goodman. And she basically put her whole life into this marriage. And John's like, but you don't have to stop your life or your work to love somebody. And Ali's like, well, you have to take some kind of emotional free fall to... And she's like, listen to me. I sound just like you. Fear of splat. And John looks at his watch to be like, your time is up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, this is why just being like... Playing the like therapist. therapist and patient <laughs> yeah, is not cool. It's a terrible yeah. idea because neither of you know what you're doing. And like that's... You can't... When you're with a therapist, you can't be like, oh, well... <laughs> 
I'm no better than you because you do blah, 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 blah. Because you don't know anything about your therapist because yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole idea is that you're talking about you. And it's just like, it means you can't be distracted or, yeah. or, or distract yeah. the conversation from yourself. Yeah. Like, and it just, like, this is like such a terrible idea. It goes against. I mean, Tracy would not be happy. No, I don't think she. She's got a pull to heat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's got people to send to college. Um. So then we have Greg at Ali's, and they're sharing a glass of wine together. Well, not sharing a glass of wine. They're sharing a bottle, probably. They've got a glass each. Ali is not that stingy. <laughs> and and I guess Ali's been telling Greg about the conversation she's had with John because uh, Greg is like splat, and Ali's like, yeah, here I am lecturing John about not taking chances. All the while, I'm just. Te-. She's like, I'm just telling you this in case. Should I turn all rigid like a potato chip? Don't give up on me. And Greg's like, you really got hurt, didn't you, with Billy? And Ali's like, oh, well, just a little. And she does, like, the little teensy hand sign. Um, And Greg's like, have you ever loved anyone since? And Ali's like, well, um, no. Yeah. And Greg's like, are you afraid of loving somebody again? And Ali's like, oh, don't be ridiculous. Well, yeah, but I'm working on it. <laughs> and she's like, I picked a new theme song today. It used to be Tell Him. And I'm like, don't get rid of Tell Him. I like Tell Him. Why get rid of Tell Him? It was working. Anyway, she said it used to be Tell Him and now it's Ooh Ooh Child. And Greg's like mocking how she said it. He's like, Ooh Ooh Child. <laughs> and Ali's like, Ooh Child. Things are gonna get easier. And Greg's like, oh, I know that song. And he's like, ooh, child, things are getting better. And I'm like, oh, it's so good to hear him sing, sing again. Yeah. And then Renee appears behind them both oh, and is like, ooh, child, and like sings the next line. And it's really funny. And Ali just looks at her oh, and is like, God. Renee, like really stern. And then Renee's like, I'm kidding. I'm just playing through. She's like, believe it or not, I have a date too. And Ali's like, like looking at her like fuck off then <laughs> did she really, suddenly becomes really awkward I know and it's like Renee like suddenly looks like massive third wheel <laughs> yeah she looks really awkward and Greg looks terrified because he's like I don't even want to look I don't even want to speak in case I'm like told about it like what's happening anyway Renee like awkwardly like leaves and Greg sort of giggles and, and Ali's like so where were we and Greg starts like singing again and then it kind of fades out the scene and I'm like see I really like this because I'm just like this version of Greg because I, I feel love like this version of Greg I love any version of Greg because I just feel like give me that Greg Re- give me that 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 Greg give me that 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 give me I'm president of Team Greg. Okay. That okay. means mine. Okay. So, but I really like how, because Renee did spoil that moment. They were having a nice moment of yeah. like singing Ooh Child. Ooh Child. <laughs> Ooh Child. Um, and like, and she did ruin it with something like, it's like, that wasn't cool, Renee. Like, you you know how touchy Ali was about that whole duet thing. I'm in two minds. So on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, you're right. But on the other hand, I'm like, maybe she thought if she just leans into it and, like, does it in, as a, obviously makes it clear it's a joke, then it's, like, like, removes the tension around it. Like, that was her. I just, yeah, but I think 
if if Ali was ready to laugh about it, she would have laughed and yeah, she didn't. No, she didn't. Like yeah. it just became an awkward situation yeah. and like Renee like she made just, a I think she just missed she completely misjudged. Yeah. It, uh, again. Which is fine. <laughs> but um, then like but as a result of misjudging it, like that that moment was ruined. Mm. And I and I but I like that because when Ali was like, Oh, so where were we? Like, I can't remember where like what uh, and he starts singing it back to her. Yeah. Like he's trying to bring that moment back yeah. and bring that. And yeah. I just think that was really lovely and, yeah. and a romantic thing to do. Because yeah. he's really lovely and romantic. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I feel like second season Greg is uh improvement on first season Greg. Well, good. So. Um, so he sings it and that fades into Vonda singing it and yeah. then Ali and Greg are dancing at the bar. So obviously they had their wine and they went out and they danced and it's very, I was just like swoon all over the place. <laughs> and Richard and John are kind of watching from the bar and Richard's like, looks like somebody's making progress. How are you and Nell doing? And John's like, well, I'm sensing an impending breakthrough. I switched colognes. <laughs> How about you and Lynn? And Richard's like, I don't know. I'm beginning to wonder if she really likes me. And John's like, of course she likes you. I saw her smile once. <laughs> Richard says that um, he thinks that she's attracted to him because he seems emotionally void. And he's like, there's safety in void. And John's like, you're falling for her. And Richard's like, maybe. And John's like, maybe you should try a little Barry White with me. It loosens the romantic muscles. And Richard's like, I don't know. And he looks back at Ali and then he's like, somebody's in love. Yeah, because, like, the and way... John looks. Well, because the way Ali and Greg are dancing, they're just, like, so intensely... Well, they, they're dancing like they're the only people in the entire world and the universe depends on them holding each other, <laughs> which is my favourite way to dance with Greg, too. So, who can blame her? Um, but um, John just looks really thoughtful as he's looking at her. Mm. Um, but I was loving it, like, yeah, so no, happy. it's good. So happy. So in court, a doctor is now on the stand and he's explaining this addiction that uh, Mr. Goodman claims to have. And he's saying it's where sex becomes the absolute centre of their lives. Um, And the opposing counsel says, well, does that qualify as a disability? And the doctor says, well, I qualify it as a compulsive disorder that overcomes free will. Um, And the opposing counsel is like, well, that sounds convenient. Um, what's to stop any man when he gets caught with his pants down from saying, hey, I'm an addict. And he's like, well, we can't stop a man from saying it, but establishing it is a completely different thing. Um, And the judge is like, well, tell me what establishes it then. And the doctor says, well, in the simplest terms, it's when people use sex as a mood altering device. It's like using drugs um, to cope with relational pain. And the opposing counsel says, you're comparing it to drugs. And he's like, yeah, people use sex to get a high. And just like drugs, they begin to need bigger and bigger doses to get the same high. And the opposing counsel says, and you diagnose Mr. Goodman. And he says, yes, he suffered abuse in his childhood. He experiences strong bouts of powerlessness as a feeling um, of being out of control, not just sexually, but in life. Um, and the opposing counsel says, well, could this powerlessness extend to a decision to marry? And the doctor's like, without question. And Ali cross-examines him and says, don't lots of men marry out of lust? And the doctor's like, yeah, absolutely. And she's like, well, should we nullify all of those? And the doctor says, no, but there's a difference between being influenced by lust and becoming powerless because of it. And Ali's like, and you're not saying that he... And Ali says... 
you're not saying that he failed to understand what he was doing when he married my client. And the doctor's like, no, not saying that. And she's like, all that he didn't know that the marriage was legally binding when he entered into it. And he's like, no, I'm not saying that. She says, so this mental competency thing, he knew the nature and the quality of his act when he married, didn't he? And he's like, well, yeah, but does an alcoholic when he takes a drink, it doesn't mean he has control. And Ali's like, well, he had no control when he married Kimberly. And he's like, well, addicts can't control their behaviour, Ms. McBeal. It's the very symptom of addiction. And Ali's like, oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> he is very patronising in that yeah, moment, he is. like the doctor. Yeah. So the next scene, Barry starts and John is in the unisex. Yeah. And he is looking at the mirror and it's like, and the camera pans and Richard is at the sink beside him like mirroring John's dance moves yeah and it's like it's just you and me and then they do a twirl and it's like he's clicking his fingers and they start doing this like full dance routine together like they're sliding they do the chicken arms and then Ling comes in and watches and then we see we hear a flush as Elaine comes out of the stool and she starts shimmering her shimmering shimmying her shoulder and joins in as they all are in a line and they're all like moving backwards and forwards and then all of a sudden (laughs) after like a verse of this Ling just sort of nods and goes okay I'll join in too and they're like all in a line together and they're putting out their arms and like and then one by one they put their legs out like the other way like in a step like motion like one by one yeah and then as they're doing that, Nell comes in and John looks up, gets startled that Nell's watching them and just falls back on Elaine and they all just crumble like pins. Well, they topple like, like bowling dominoes. Balls. No, it's like uh, bowling pins because we get that sound effect as well. Oh, uh, okay. Like a bowling alley But the, the style, because they're all lined, lined up, up behind yeah. each other, so it's like dominoes the Do- way they fall. But I just, this was just a delightful scene. And then we get a link from the like she's the at the bottom of and the she's pile. like, I'm hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but and then Nelda smiles at them, and I was just like, this was just a delight. It's real fun, it's and it's real the first fun. time we've seen like an entire routine to it. Yes, I'm like, at what point did John? When did they all learn and, it? Like, I, it's just well, like amazing. Just, it's just psychic vibes. <laughs> it's brilliant. And I just love the, the kind of shrug where Ling was like, well, if you can't beat them, yeah, join yeah, them. Yeah, completely. Like, so yeah. cute. So cute. cute. I loved it. Um, so then we're back in the courthouse and Kimberly's now on the stand, um, the wife, and is just saying that um, eventually she began to realise that all he wanted was something physical. And Ali's like, did you know that he was having affairs? And Kimberly's like, not until a year and a half ago. And it hit me like a bomb. And Ali's like, you didn't leave him. And she's like, well, we had two children. I was trying to work it out. And Ali says, well, did you ever seek counselling? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. We saw this woman who came highly recommended and he tried to sleep with her. Oh, my God. And Ali's like, the counsellor? And then Kimberly goes, well, it wasn't just that he was unfaithful. 
I began to see that he really was pathological. He was an addict, a sex addict. Things weren't going to change. You can see, like, when she says that, Ali's eyes kind of sort of widen. She's like, don't, don't say, say that he's yeah. a sex addict. Yeah. And so Ali's but like... obviously she can't say that yeah. in the moment. No, I know. So Ali's like, so you filed for divorce? And Kimberly's like, yeah. And she says, well, was it after he met his lawyer that he decided he was mentally incompetent? <laughs> and the opposing house like, objection. And Richard's like, rephrase it. When did he first decide to nullify the marriage as a means to avoid admitting no fault and getting out of paying alimony as the law and morality and decency <laughs> would require him to do? And the opposing house is like, objection! And Richard's like, overruled! <laughs> and the judge is like, Mr. Fish. And then there's like, do the cowbell <laughs> and she like motions for uh, Richard to like sit down yeah. and Ali's like if you could say anything to your husband right now what would it be and Kimberly says well I suppose I'd tell him that no matter what his problems are they shouldn't nullify the fact that we were together for and married for nine years he might not want to call it real but it was very real to me yeah so the next scene Ali and Richard are discussing the case back at the office um, Richard's eating jelly beans which I thought was funny and Ali's like well the problem is is she just basically admitted to the addiction, if not the insanity? And Richard's like, but even if he's insane, couldn't we make the argument that every man is insane to marry? <laughs> and Hallie's like, uh, I don't think you scored with that when you raised it. <laughs> <laughs> and Lynn comes in and is like, are we going out? It's that time of the month for me. I feel like fun. And Hallie's like, and you look like it, Ling. And I was like, unacceptable. I'm like, Un- what? Acceptable. Is that an attempt at slut shaming? Like, I don't know what. Or is well, it... Well, no, I think she's saying you never look like fun. Like, you're always, like, mean and stern. Right. Because I could... But it, I didn't know what that was supposed to imply. I, yeah. I think because Ling is often accused of, like, dressing provocatively, which is a joke. Yeah. She doesn't it, it's a at joke. all. Like, like Elaine is as well. Yeah. It's like, like I just... Yeah. Like, so I was like... What are you trying to say here? But either way, unacceptable. Unacceptable. And then Ling growls, which is also unacceptable in its own way. Um, And then Ling's like, shouldn't you be out somewhere in love? (laughs) Somewhere in love. (laughs) And then there's a sound effect that is the equivalent of a Ling kind of tiger growl. But it's from Ali. And And it's it's like like a cat. cat. It's a cat going... (laughs) Like about to yowl. Um, And I was like, oh, is this a new thing? Anyway, Richard's like, come on down to the bar, let's go. And Richard and Ali get up to follow um, Ling out. So, new scene, John is looking at a book in the complex and Ali walks past and sees John and just taps Richard and is like, oh no, excuse me, like as if she's like, I'm just, don't wait up for me, I'm just going to go speak to John. Yeah. And she's like, John, what are you doing? I thought you and Nell were going out. And John's like, I cancelled. And Ali's like, what? He's like, don't worry, I've got a plan. And she's like, well, what sort of plan? And John's like, I think she has a spontaneity fetish. I literally, why? <laughs> Where have you got this diagnosis from? I mean, yeah, John is I'm like, a trip. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Where the fuck did... Uh, anyway, carry on. Anyway, he's saying his plan is... I told her I had to work late. And at this point, Nell comes out of the conference room, which is kind of dark because the light's yeah. been off. So she like emerges in the dark from the shadows. <laughs> and, and she also, why is she dressed like a Star Trek villain? She's got like <laughs> she likes a button up neck though. Yeah, but it's all like navy blue. I think it's like 
a tunic yes, or something, but it makes her look like a Star She's, Trek villain. She likes a fashion-forward suit. Like she loves an, an unusual. But it's not. Suit. It's not a suit. I think well, it's correct, a dress. Like, like I mean, like corporate attire. Yeah, but it just it that particular. Yeah, that particular dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it makes her look like a Star Trek villain. Well, yeah, she like emerges from the shadows of the conference room, and she like hears John talking, and so John's going, "You know, I told her I had to work late. If she wanted to hang around, we could go and have a drink, and then when everyone's gone, I'll go to her and." Does a little like And then Barry White starts, <laughs> yeah. And John like starts pointing in time to the music. And Alex's like finger dogs. Like pointing at Ali, pointing up, pointing at Ali, pointing up. And Ali's like, uh, what does what does that like doesn't matter to him? She's like, what does that mean? And John's like, I'm going to Don Juan her. And Nell smiles, steps out of the shadows, and is like, I'm excited. And Ali and John are both like, because they've been discovered. And Ali's like, Nell, hello. And Nell's like, hello, I'll get myself ready. And like, this music like swells as Nell leaves. And John's like, and now there's pressure. I'm like, oh, for God's sake, John, stop like talking about what you're going to do to Nell and just do some things with her. Like, he is hard work. Hard work. So then we have Renee and Ali at home, um, and Renee's just drinking some water. Ali's working, and on Renee's the, yeah, trial. Uh, yeah on the trial. Um, well, I don't know; she could be working on something else. I well, know she says, <laughs> but Renee's like, "I thought you guys were going out tonight," and Ali's like, "Oh no, we switched it to lunch. If I don't nail this closing, and there's and then with the camera pans out, and there's like all these balled up bits of paper around. Yeah. She's obviously like been drafting and drafting and drafting. Yeah." Um, and she screws up another one and throws it onto this roaring fire that they've got in their living room. And then she says, Renee, do you think that it is significant that, that just as I begin to date somebody's- No, it's not. It's not. I can tell you now, Ali. It's got actually fucking nothing to do with your love life. She's like, somebody that maybe I, I, I get this case that says, don't trust passion, don't even trust trust, because even when you think you've found love, it's only temporary, even after nine years, because the statute of limitations never runs out on his right to rip you into shreds the size of your small intestines. I mean, do you think? And Renee's like, you know, Ali, that's exactly what I've been stuck on. <laughs> No, no, it's not. It's like, guys, you don't always have to tie the case of the week back to your love life. It's really not not necessary. It's not relevant. Anyway. Yeah, and Ali's like, this woman thought she had it. She's a smart woman. I thought I had it with Billy. But it turns out, and Renee's like, no, you had it. And she's like, not as much as I thought I did. He met somebody else. And Renee's like, Ali, you had it. And Ali's like, maybe that's what scares me the most. As soon as you found love, you've had it. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like this whole scene was like written for that line. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so John is really like nervous outside Nell's door. And then he goes into her office. He's like obviously plucked up the courage again. We often see a shot of him outside Nell's door and then being like, okay. And then yeah, going in. Yeah. So he's done that again. And Sexy music starts up, which is a Barry White song, but it's not the one we're used to. No. It's one called Love Serenade, which is like, do 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 do. Really sexy. And Nell is at her desk and her hair is down, and John closes the door 
And Nell gets up. Like, she's clearly been waiting for him. Yeah, because like, he said yeah. that he was going to, yeah. like, don on her. So yeah, she's like, so okay, she's like, I'll wait here for you. Get um, my hair down. <laughs> yeah. So she gets up and she comes around the desk. And John goes to her, at, like, walks towards her as the lyrics of the Barry White song are going, take it off. Yeah. Take it all <laughs> off. And Nell's, like, unbuttoning her shirt dress. Shirt dress. And John goes to his tie to like loosen it, um, and under Nell's like dress as she it, kind like, of steps out of it, floor. it's like this bra and pants set, which is almost like American Beauty in style. In that it's black, but it's got like red rose petal, fake rose petals, like yeah. embroidered all over the front of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, it's very off the time. I yeah. Think. Um, and she steps out of like her, where her dress is like falling to the floor in her heels. And she kind of does like a pose. She's like, in her oh, yeah. She looks great. <laughs> she like, looks so good. Yeah. And John has loosened his tie and he kind of comes closer and he like strokes her face. And Barry White is like, take off that brassiere. Like, that's yeah. what <laughs> He's like, take off that brassiere, my dear. And, um, and then Nell goes to like unhook her bra. And like it comes off. Yeah. We don't see anything, obviously, because no, it's, it's on fault. It's just, it's just a show. Uh, like, yeah, not that the rating was wrong for that sort of thing. Um, but John is like speechless. Yeah. But then the track distorts, um, and John just goes, I-, I can't. And he just runs away, like out of the office. Yeah, completely panicked. And Nell picks up her clothes, and the tracking shot, you see her hands on the floor picking up her clothes and then the camera pans up as she brings her clothes over her body like, so you don't see anything no but she's um, clearly quite and she sighs and upset and it's like oh John and like then we see John just run into his office and fall onto the floor and crouching in the corner almost he's like, like curled up in a ball it's like almost like like really like panicky like yeah. anxious like yeah. I just I felt really sorry for both of them because obviously yeah. Nell must feel like a complete like, idiot. idiot just there like parading herself and only for him to like panic and run off and then he obviously feels terrified and has some kind of problem um and i was just like guys guys i was just like oh. Oh, what is wrong with you john like this is becoming mad like this is becoming completely I'm, mad i'm concerned for him because he's got a complete issue like he clearly well, uh, wants to be able to take that step but something's stopping him i think i know what the issue is oh but anyway We'll Dr. Eleanor. We'll get there. And I'm not impressed. So we don't need Tracy. We just need you. Yeah. Okay. So then we see, next scene, John has come to Ali's place. Yeah. Because we've got this shot of them from inside the fridge. They open the fridge door and the camera's pointing from the fridge out to them. Yeah. And Ali's going, calm down. And John's like, calm down. Never tell a person to calm down when he's agitated, Ali. And Ali's like, oh. Um, and she gives him a, a, a popsicle. Um, and the and I was like, a popsicle in the fridge? Yeah, like, I mean, that would just melt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but then they close the door. And Ali's like, so you got scared. Do you think you're the first person to panic over? And Renee was like, is it performance anxiety? And Ali's like, Renee! And Renee's like, because that's a big problem with lawyers. And Ali's like, Renee, go! And John's like, it wasn't performance. Everything was working physically. And Ali's like, well, then what was it? And he said, it just felt wrong. 
And she's like, well, then you did absolutely the right thing. I mean, you might have discussed it with Nell before sprinting for the exit, but you did the noble thing for not going through with it. I admire you for not going through with it. And then she's like, but John, you have got to talk to Nell. Yeah. And John just sucks his popsicle, like, like calming Mommy. himself down. Yeah. <laughs> so the next day we have Richard and Annie are on the street corner and uh, they're talking about John because Richard's like, he got her clothes off. And Annie's like, Richard. And Richard goes, I'm just being concerned. Naked? And Annie's like, no, stop. I shouldn't even be telling you this. It's just he seemed really... And Richard's like, did he say why he ran away? And Annie's like, just that it felt wrong. And Richard's like, Ali, sex for men. When it's right, it's right. When it's wrong, it's still right. Fishism. And this is my... Objection! Because I'm like, no. 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 Because this is excusing men for all kinds of bad behaviour. Yeah. Like, when it's right, it's right. But when it's wrong, it's still right. I'm like, no. Men don't always want sex. That's a problematic statement. Yeah. But also, wrong for who? Like, yeah. Yeah. that's a very open statement and I'm not yeah. on board with it. It's very rapey, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, very rapey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Certainly got undertones of rape, which yeah, are yeah. we never need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was like, no, not a good fetishism no. objection. Bad. So he's like, where is he now? And Ali's like, I told him to talk to Nell. And then Kimberly comes up like, hey, because I think that's who they were waiting to meet on the corner. And she's like, are we ready? And Richard's like, all set, Ali's gonna close. And then they kind of walk on ahead. And he's like, you are ready. And I was like, I think so. And Richard's like, just remember, common sense is on our side. And I was like, I got it. I don't need your pet talk, it's fine. So then we have the opposing council doing their closing. And they say uh, their their argument is that there was a defect in the inception of the marriage. So uh, that because his client suffers from the addiction that caused him mental incapacity, um, this is classic grounds for an annulment. And he's not alone in claiming that mental defect. And he says Mrs. Goodman acknowledged it herself when she filed for divorce. Um, and it lasted the duration of the marriage. And he's like, there was never a decision to live together that can be established to be of sound mind, and that's a textbook annulment. And then Ali does her closing, yeah. and she's like, that's just dumb. <laughs> and the judge <laughs> is like, uh, would dumb be the legal definition? And Ali's like, if you look at alimony and palimony, it comes down to fairness. And while she's talking, Greg has snuck into the back yeah. of the courtroom, which is weird because Renee's done this a few episodes ago. She just snuck into the back of the courtroom. And I was like, do people do this? And, and that was the thing. Greg didn't sit down, which Renee didn't either. And I'm like, that's super distracting. Yeah. Like, if you're going to sneak into the back of a room, like, sit down. <laughs> cause the least amount of distraction yeah. possible. Yeah. But Greg just stands there. So Ali continues and she's like, Whatever his problems, which couldn't be kept in check, um, much less his pants, she endured it for nine years. She's taken care of the children. She's And the ju- judge interrupts and goes, well, the problem, counsel, is that the fairness issue presupposes a valid union. And here, technically, it might have been invalid. And Ali's like, and that's dumb. <laughs> and the judge's like, okay, so we're back to legal definitions. And Ali's like... If we're really going to go down that road and hold up marriage ceremonies to standards of sanity, watch out. People run off to Las Vegas on their first dates. Some listen to their astrologers. So many people make terrible, horrendous decisions out of passion and we still enforce those marriage contracts. And the judge is like, there is a difference between recklessness and insanity. 
And Ali's like, oh, he wasn't insane. He knew what he was doing, even if he was being led by little Mr. Helmet Head. And there's like, lols from the crowd. <laughs> and the judge is like, Mr. Helmet Head? And Ali's like, love by definition is crazy. I'm crazy about him. He's mad about her. People get blinded by love. They fall ass over tea kettle. What does that expression even mean, ass over tea kettle? It's nonsensical. But we excuse it because if it's about love, fine. Love doesn't make sense. People fall in love for all sorts of insanities and we don't legislate the reasons. But once they take vows, once they get that legal piece of paper and once they start having kids, we take that seriously. And we call it an institution. And for this man to be running around vaccinating any woman he can convince to play doctor, for, for this man to indulge his little affliction at the expense of his wife and his children, for, for this man to skirt financial and moral responsibility because he found a scuzzy lawyer and a scuzzier shrink to pronounce him disabled, for, for this man to waltz into a court and get an order saying that this woman was never married when she led an exemplary married life, for this man to say that he's addicted to love, addicted to sex, addicted to infidelity, lying and cheating, for for this man to come in here parading his penis like like he should qualify for handicap parking how dare you subject this woman to this embarrassment how dare you subject your kids to it how dare you live you giant ass Like, bravo. But there's this huge, like, round of applause from the, In the courtroom. entire courtroom. Yeah. And Ali sort of turns, because she's turned around to, like, talk, address him directly yeah. during that speech. And when the round of applause, like, swells up when she finishes, she sort of turns back to the judge, like, <laughs> did I go too far or was that okay like not yeah. quite sure she obviously got carried away yeah, yeah. and it's one of those times where you're like is that going to play in my favour or is that just going to yeah, like yeah. not work but yeah so it was just funny it was awesome. but it was brilliant it, it was, was so good breathtaking to watch yeah it was so good <laughs> you are so punching the air at the end yeah like, yeah awesome so back at Cajun Fish Nell is in her office working and John comes in and he's come to apologise because he says, um, I don't know if I could convey how sorry I am, nor do I know if it would even make any difference. I've been holding back. And he said that he thought it was because he was afraid of falling in love with Nell and that he would get hurt. But he says, I think that my real fear is it's not that I'd fall in love with you, it's that I never would. You represent the girl that I could never get in high school. I was the kid who stood in the corners at the dances. I only dreamt about. And when I'm with you, it's like I'm living my fantasy. And that's exactly what I'm doing. And it's all I'm doing. And at this moment, Nell looks so sad. Yeah. Like, really, well, really heartbroken. Yeah. And John continues going, you don't really get me and I don't really get you. And I think what I'm trying to say, and Nell's like, you've met somebody. And John's like, no, 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 I haven't. And I was like, yes, you have. You say I don't get you. I can't connect with your inner world. You know anybody who does, John? Anybody who you instinctively run to when you need to talk? Anybody who connects with your dream world? There is somebody, John. But judging by the look I see on her face lately, you may have waited too long. And John just looks really confused. Like, I, what? <laughs> and then she's like, excuse me. And she, she just leaves. leaves him. 
And then she's in, like, the unisex. And she's been crying, like, sniffing at the sink. Yeah. And it's just really sad. And then Billy comes in and she's, like, shaking it off. like Putting on a brave face. And Billy's like, oh, hey. And she's like, Billy, hey, like, trying to be bright. And she's like, how's Georgette? <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, oh, oh, oh sick burn. <laughs> um, and now... Uh, and, and Billy's Billy, like, Georgia. And she's me, like, like, well, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, is everything okay? And she's like... And I'm like, Billy, you really think she's going to, like spill all to you like after everything you've done to her recently like why would anyone want to confide in you your ass so <laughs> you she's like ass. she's like oh sure I just and then she's like Patriots Hartford and I assume that's a sports reference I have literally no idea <laughs> she goes oh you know everything's fine and then in the courthouse a new scene um, yeah. the judge is making their ruling and she says that I She's basically like, I give you points for like trying um, to make a case for an almond. And she was like, she's like, I'm horrified to admit that that's like a winning argument. But my only solace is the law can go either way on this. And you got one of my favourite judges, me. And I was like, <laughs> yes, queen! Because <laughs> the judge is like this amazing like black lady. I don't know, have we had her before? I don't know that we have. She's brilliant. I really yeah, enjoyed she's her. Very good. She's like, you got one of my favourite judges. Me. <laughs> and I was like, yes. And she's like, and I share Ms. McBeal's disgust. And to spice it with a little of my own. And I was like, ooh, lay that spice on me. <laughs> she's like, I'm ordering the petitioner to pay Mrs. Goodman's legal fees. Petition for annulment denied. And I was like, woohoo. <laughs> so Richard is like, oh, our rage just shot up. Yeah. And he's like super happy. So then we get Vonda singing... Apple Peaches Pumpkin Pie by a band called Jay and the Techniques. I don't know. That just kicks in. It's like their celebratory song. Yeah. Anyway, it's on our Spotify playlist. Yeah. <laughs> um, so everyone's really happy, and then Kimberly like leans over and hugs Ali, and then Richard, as she's like got her chin over her shoulder to like hug Ali, like leans over and just like brushes her wattle and sniffs his finger. So this is my objection. Yeah, I thought it might be. Because <laughs> I just wrote, no. And no, no, no. Just Okay, so this woman has just won this case. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. She's jubilant. It's this big celebratory moment. Yeah. And she gets touched inappropriately by one of her lawyers. Yeah. Like, fuck you, Richard. Yeah. Like, she looks so, like, disconcerted. She when, recoils when like, it happens. She's like, like, ugh. Yeah. And it's like, how fucking dare yeah. you intrude on her win yeah. with your fucking creepy, sexually assaulting bullshit. Yeah. Like, fuck you. I know. Fuck you. And I, I genuinely think the show and David E. Kelly tries to present it as harmless because it's only sexual for Richard. And I'm like, when are you going to get it through your thick fucking skull, David E. Kelly, that... Just because it's only sexually gratifying for one half of the party doesn't make it any less fucking An creepy. Assault. Yeah. Yeah. And like uncomfortable for the other person. Yeah. Because you can, even if you're not like, well, that's a place where I get touched sexually, even if it's not the thing, like it's for you, you can tell when someone else is doing something fucking weird. Yeah. And like creepy. Yeah. And like, like it's not, it's not subtle. Yeah. It's not harmless. It, it, it's so... And that's not any less of a violation. It, it, yeah, and she looks violated yeah. when he does it. 
she recoils it's and looks horrendous. like really disconcerted. And I just hate how the show always presents it as like, oh, <laughs> look at Richard getting his kicks from people's necks. Like, what a What a kook. Like, nah. Not okay. No, 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 no. Not okay. And it just, uh, I just feel... No, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is where we put our limits up. Love has limits in this case. <laughs> but it's not, it's just, it's, it's just gross entitlement to other people's yeah, bodies because for your own jollies. Like, yeah. it just... Stop. Stop. Sick Stop. and wrong. Sick and wrong. So then we fade to the bar and Ali and Greg are dancing, Richard and Ling are dancing, and then a bit later, Ali and Greg are sitting on Ali's stoop um, after yes. they've completed their dance portion of the evening. <laughs> um, and Greg um, is saying, like, oh, well, are all your closings that passionate? And Ali's like, oh, some are a little more than others. Um, and Greg is like, you take that marriage institutions thing seriously, I see. And Ali's like, don't you? And Greg's like, well, I like marriage, but I only plan to do it once. And I was like, this is the magic word. It's like, yeah, Ali, Ali. Ali, yeah. I was like, well done, Greg. You've unlocked the key. <laughs> <laughs> and Ali's like, oh, I had this favourite song in high school and I never told anybody because it was Anne Murray and my friends wouldn't let me think it was cool. And I've never heard of Anne Murray. I guess it's... No, she's an American. Um, but she said it was called Can I Have This Dance? And it was about, like, happily ever after or something. And Greg's like, how did it go? And Ali's like, you are not going to trick me back into singing. And he's like, I don't know the song. He's like, how did it go? And Ali's like, oh, well, and she starts singing the song, and I don't know it, so I'm not mm. gonna sing it, we'll but cut. we'll cut it in. Yeah. Um, and the lyrics are I always remember the song that was playing the first time we danced, and I knew. And then Vonda picks it up after Ali sings the first yeah. line in the background. Um, and Greg kind of giggles and then it fades into Vonda singing at the bar and Georgia and Billy are doing a slow dance and we haven't really seen them much no. this episode at all. Richard and Ling are doing a dance. He touches her wattle. Gross. <laughs> um, Nell walks home alone. This is like a classic montage ending. Nell walks home alone. John is looking out through the office window looking really thoughtful. Then Ali and Greg are dancing on the stoop like as slow it snows, yeah. then it's all very romantic. Nell walks home alone, Ali and Greg dance. Then there's a split screen with John and Nell alone either on either side. side of Ali and Greg in the middle yeah, dancing. dancing yeah. It's like, love quadrangle. Or is it? <laughs> da, da, da. And that's where the episode finishes. Ends. It's like yeah. the math of love quadrangles. <laughs> so yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So there we go. They are laying the groundwork for more John and Ally nonsense. Yeah. I don't. I'm kind of like. Oh, I thought we dealt with this well they, they never really got off the ground last year because yeah. they were like Ali didn't seem to be that into it no Ali and neither did John into it yeah I don't know I, I think I think what's happened here is because I don't it was a shock so Nell saying this to John was a shock to John yeah. And it's made him think about it. And I actually think if no one had pointed it out to him, he wouldn't have thought of Ali. They're just good friends. Yeah. And that's 
well, how they're suited to and, be. And, 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 yeah. it, and I don't think it would even have entered John's mind if nobody no. had said anything that he might have other feelings because I don't think he does have those other yeah, feelings. Yeah, so now she's kind of thrown him through like another loop because yeah. he's just like, wait, what? <laughs> so it's now, so weird. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that potentially being another story, like explored. repeating that story. Yeah, because again. we've already explored this. Yeah. I mean, we haven't, actually, because it never really happened last season, but... But explored in terms of... The Trident. Yeah, like, they did. But they did. They... And it wasn't clicking. No. I don't think Ali wants... She doesn't want John as a romantic partner. Because she's dancing in the snow with Greg. Greg, yeah. Who is perfect. But but even when she was... But even when she wasn't... Perfect! But even when she wasn't with Greg... Like, she wasn't interested in John no, romantically. Yeah. Like, he's not her type in that regard. And that's yeah. fine. Yeah. And that's okay. That you can just be platonic friends with a man. Like, and, and it that, not like, mean those anything. And that can be some of the best relationships you ever have yeah, with a man. exactly. Like, it's great. So, just it's not a consolation more price. into what is just a good okay, friendship. Okay. Yeah. Retrial. Kimberly Goodman versus Mr. Goodman. Yeah. So obviously, I'm very glad Kimberly won. Yeah, obviously, uh, it's not an annulment because they were married for nine fucking years. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe he's like regrets the fact that he didn't have all the information available to him about whether this was going to solve his sex problem when he got married. But like, you could, like, how long does it But like, I just, I just. You can't. Like, but be like, I, I was out of my mind for nine whole years yeah, and I didn't know what I was I, doing. I don't even think that it's an... I don't see how his apparent sex addiction is even an argument in the first place. Right. Because it's a sex addiction. It's not a marriage addiction. Like, when they're talking about, uh, oh, but, you know, uh, a, an alcoholic knows what he's doing when he takes like another drink but he does it anyway because he's powerless to Oh I see. And yeah. it's like that yeah, analogy doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work because he's not marrying women left, right and centre and can't stop. Marrying someone is not his addiction. No. Sex is his addiction. So how does this have any bearing on him getting married? Like I think that is such a stretch yeah to 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 to, to say that he was powerless to marry this woman because he has a sex addiction yeah is is completely like this is such a massive stretch yeah um yeah it's a bit like uh i don't know getting done for speeding and being like i've got an exercise addiction (laughs) (laughs) not relevant not relevant but I'm not in my right mind and I'm like but you're driving a car like you know what I mean like it's not the same but you you don't understand (laughs) I was really trying to get to the gym like do you know what I mean yeah it's just like not convincing in the slightest and he is a terrible human being to even try this tactic in the first place and I really liked Richard's approach in the case where he was just like oh so you're trying to save yourself money yeah huh yeah we all know what's going on here (laughs) yeah yeah and he's like, I suppose. Like, and I love that she's just like, you just got yourself at like a scuzzy lawyer and a scuzzier doctor yeah, yeah. to like back up your like yeah. shitty claim. Like, what I really... question I have though is, what happened to Ling's case? Yeah, that never gets. 
It was we nonsense. Never, we never learn anything about that. It was like a throwaway line. Yeah, I was like, swimming a For everyone to get <laughs> mad at her about. Yeah. I'm like, stop it. Stop Just it. Just stop it. Stop. Ugh. Verdict of the week. The jury's back. So I've got two verdicts. Okay, yeah. So, first of all, I'm going to find Ali not guilty for her amazing closing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that won the day and mm-hmm. earned her that round of applause. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Plus, yeah. I don't think Decide. I've given her an all-guilty before, I don't think. Whatever. I don't think I have. Ooh, I'll have to check that out. You will have to check that out. If I have, not Master forever. Yeah, not for a long, long time. Yeah. But also, I am finding John guilty. Ooh! That was like, imagine if there was like an audience noise. Like, <laughs> like a canned audience noise. Yeah. So I just really hate how he's messed Nell about. Yeah. And to get her down to her underwear. I know. And then run away is pretty terrible. It's fineness. And my theory is... Yeah, I want to know about this. I basically think it comes back to the fact that he does not see her as a human being. Right. Like, I think from the very beginning, he put her up on this pedestal, pedestal. as a fantasy that he can cover from afar. Yeah, yeah. And with no thought as to how that would make a person feel to learn that yeah. they were in part hired to be perved on by their boss. Well, I don't think he's ever said that. No, but she's learned but, it. She somehow learned yeah. that he wanted to covet her from yeah. afar. Yeah. Um, and when no, she, but she's learned that he wants to do that. But I don't know if she's learned that in the context of the fact that that's why she was hired. I think she's smart enough to put two and two together. I don't. I mean, that. I think I think it's one of those things where I think she knows she. I, I think she's confident enough in herself to know that she is a good enough lawyer to have been wanted anyway by a firm. Yes. Like, I think she is smart enough to know that and confident enough in herself to know that. Yeah, okay. But I don't... I I, I do think it's more than likely that she... It it wouldn't surprise me if she put, like, two and two together and was like, there's a chance this may have been part of his decision-making. But when she actually turned around and was like, I like you, he then wanted to keep her in this, like, romantic purgatory, like, purgatory. Yeah. Like, trapping this, like, budding relationship with a fantasy woman, like, like, setting it in amber. Yeah. Like, so it couldn't move forward with, again, no consideration to the fact that she's a human being with her own independent thoughts and feelings and that she would eventually want the relationship to progress to like a real intimate place and that is not in it that is not unreasonable no like and I just I just feel super sad for now. Yeah. I don't think she's deserved any of this treatment and it just it just comes I just feel the, the way he talks his explanations for it about like you see the thing is is like and like last episode he was talking about oh I just I want to take it slow so that I can eke out the moments where I can think about holding your hand again yeah it's a dream it's a fantasy you're yeah. a fantasy you're a dream and then like trying to be like Oh, because you're the kind of girl I never would have got at school. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, woe is me. Yeah. And, like, I'm just like, shut the fuck up with your bullshit. Yeah. Like, you 
you don't see her as a real person. It's a lack of respect from that perspective yeah, as well. Yeah, and I just, I don't a lack of consideration. Feel, and the moment she becomes too real yeah. for you, you panic. Yeah. Because you don't actually know what to do with a woman who is real. Yeah. Like, when a woman like like her yeah. wants to get real with you yeah. in a proper, intimate, vulnerable way. Yeah. Like, you're so invested on her remaining a fantasy yeah. figure for you yeah. that you panic and freak out and yeah. run away and make leave her embarrassed and yeah. half-naked. Like, so by the same token, I found Nell not guilty for, like, the opposite of all the stuff yeah. you were saying. Because I was like, when she was just, like, on her own, naked... Well, not naked, but, like, in her underwear. She was literally just in her, her clothes, underwear. Like, feeling just humiliated. I was just like, oh, babe, you've done nothing wrong. You've been super and patient, you have done super nothing kind. wrong, and don't you dare think that you have. Because I can imagine, like, your head going to all these, like, Mile spirals. Like, yeah. And I was just like, oh. She's done, as you say, she was been so amazingly patient with him. Yeah. And he's treated her appallingly. Yeah. And She's I was just so like, I have to give her a not guilty. She has been thoughtful with him in a way that he's not really... All through his frog woes. Exactly. Like she bought, <laughs> bought him, him a mini. mini. Yeah, all of that stuff. Like, she was proper, really... Encouraged his put, spy fantasy. Put her own feelings and phobias about frogs to one side yeah. to support him with his frog woes. Yeah. Like, and he just... And it just... He doesn't... It it just comes that thing of like you just haven't you you're too invested in her being a fantasy figure exactly and that's not fair and that is so like you say disrespectful it is like I'm fed up of it I'm fed up of I know. being treated badly by literally everyone even mm. the people that are meant to be her friends mm. like her her like the ones that she's closest to. Uh, I just, you know, I want to reach into the screen and be like, hang out with us! Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I really hope that as we kind of go towards the second half of this season that we start seeing more of Nell being treated better. Yeah. By, like, the women on the show, by her employers, by her best friend. Like, she deserves better. Yeah. Because she's a nice, kind, smart clever, beautiful human being. Yeah, and I just... I just want John to, like, fucking grow up. Yeah. Like, you're not a little schoolboy. Tracy needs to come back and, like, tell him some Yeah, things. yeah. You need to stop doing this weird mutual therapy thing with Ali because neither working. of you are therapists, no. a trained therapist. Neither <laughs> of you know what the fuck you're doing. You're just making it up as yeah. you go along. Like tinkering with yeah, like brain. It's like, just... oh, what did that do? Yeah, <laughs> like, I just think this is such a bad idea. And it's that thing of like, if Tracy had been about, would this have happened? Would, no, would, this have, would he have had yeah. this meltdown if he was seeing Tracy? Like, I don't know. I don't know, know either, but it's I don't just... want to put that on Tracy's conscience. No, no. It's not her fault. No, but it's just that thing of like first things first you don't don't walk away from your trained therapist and go to your best friend never and- go broke <laughs> yeah. love can be unlimited <laughs> therapy needs boundaries <laughs> don't go off road in this like uh, yeah you need to stay the path <laughs> yeah so 
So what did you guys think of this episode? Uh, do you have any verdicts of the week? We would love to hear them. Uh, we are on Facebook, if you search for Bygones Podcast. We're on Twitter at Bygones Podcast. We are on Insta at Bygones Pod. Um, and if you really want to, you can email us all your lovely thoughts at bygonespodcast at gmail.com. And if you really love us, you can throw us some money and become a Patreon. Throw money at us. And we will catch your money and <laughs> give you things like early episodes, other bonus content, and... You could put forward your own verdict of the week. Yeah, if you could. pay the big bucks, you can. We'll <laughs> give that away for free. Um, but yeah, join us on Patreon, because that's super fun as well. Um, and we would really appreciate it. So yeah, until next time... Bye! bye.